Welcome to Day 6 Ranch Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Swick. On this show, we share testimonies from all aspects of the equine industry that will inspire you to pursue your purpose, optimize your potential, and prevail in peace. If you want to get more out of life and build your legacy-worthy lifestyle, we encourage you to visit day6ranch.com to stay connected. Welcome back to another week here at Day 6 Ranch Podcast. This week, we're in Las Vegas, Nevada for the National Finals Rodeo. This year has been filled with amazing opportunities, and we'll be closing out this year at Cowboy Christmas, helping out the Wild Horse and Burrow Program, along with Mustang Champions. We'll have a couple weeks off over the Christmas break, and just after the first of the year, we'll be gearing up for the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo Mustang Magic Freestyle. Now to stay up to date and all we have going on as far as public events, podcast episodes, and speaking engagements, we encourage you to visit day6ranch.com to stay connected. This week on the show, we have a return guest, Kim Dunn, of Idlewild Horsemanship. Now, Kim is based out of England, but has an unbelievable resume of training with some of the greatest horsemen and horsewomen from all over the world. We first recorded back in October of 2019, and so much has changed in her brand and what she has to offer. An update episode was rather fitting. Kim now offers clinics, online courses, free learning content, as well as a host of mindset and coaching opportunities. To learn more about Kim and have the opportunity to work with her one-on-one, we encourage you to visit idlewildhorsemanship.com. That's I-D-Y-L-L-W-I-L-D horsemanship.com. Again, it was an honor to sit down with Kim and hear all she has going on with her brand. We hate to keep you all waiting any longer. Here is Kim Dunn. Well, Kim, good morning. I would like to, I guess, thank you back being a previous guest of Let Freedom Reign podcast back in October of 2019 when we hosted that show. And here we go kind of with a follow-up episode on, on Day 6 Ranch podcast. And we'll try to find out what's new in the world of Idlewild Horsemanship. Well, hello. Thank, thank you for having me back on, Jason. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to be back. Um, much has happened yes. since we last yeah. spoke. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm excited to get into it. Well, let's get into kind of filling some of that gap. I know a lot has changed for everybody <laughs> in the world yes. since October of 2019, but what's been new for you and, and how has the business grown on your end? Well, well, the, so the last time we spoke, it was, um, kind of, I was in the midst of, um, my travels, wasn't I? So I yeah. just finished up in Canada, um, and I was due to fly to Australia. So um yeah i went off on my little adventure to australia um and had a wonderful time there learned some more things with regards to horsemanship and um some liberty work um cult starting and all kinds of things and had a great time and then got home feeling all inspired and ready to go and you know with this fire inside me like yeah, yes, off we yeah. go and then, yeah, 2020, uh, COVID. <laughs> and everything came <laughs> to a happened. screeching halt. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So, I, yeah, I officially launched um, the business in um, February of 2020. Mm. And uh, like I said, feeling all inspired. And then, um, yeah, COVID happened and we ended up locked down. And I was very lucky, actually, in that I had kind of 
made the decision that I was going to go and work with um, a good friend of mine who's a horse trainer in the in the Cotswolds in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of on like a live-in basis. So we ended up there in this like little bubble, really, <laughs> training, <laughs> training horses. I was lucky again in that she gets some really nice like quarter horse babies in. She's got a couple mm-hmm. of good breeders that she knows. So... Um, I got to spend that year really um, hanging out with some very nice horses, kind of tuning up my own horsemanship and everything that I'd learn and kind of, you know, coming up with my, I don't want to say my own program because yeah. I, I don't really have my <laughs> so own vicious. program. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just kind of figuring out um, what worked for me yeah. and how I wanted to do things. So that was cool. Um, and But then in regards to kind of, I don't know, I guess I, I got kind of absorbed into my friend's business and her work, which was great. It was fine mm-hmm. for me at the time. Um, and I kind of like, yeah, I didn't really do anything with mine. So it was dormant, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so 2020 was 2020. Um, and then at the end of the year, I moved back up to Nottinghamshire, where I'm from. Uh, I also ended up then, uh, well, I had my dog, Mavis, who um, she was a, a COVID lockdown dog. And then I got a horse. Um, so he kind of came along out of nowhere um, on loan from a friend of mine. Very lucky indeed, because he's beautiful. He's a lovely quarter horse. Um, yeah, and I love him to death. Um, so I ended up with him. So that was a whole new dynamic as well for me, yeah. because... I have always worked with other people's horses over the years, you know, whether it's been looking after them as a groom or whether it's been training or Mm -hmm, or whatever, mm -hmm. it's always been other people. So that was a whole new thing for me, being completely responsible for my own. It humbled me a lot. (laughs) Yeah, when the decision falls on you, right? (laughs) Yes. Oh, yes, yes. So that was, a you know, like another uh, dynamic for me. yeah, and then I kind of started focusing more on putting myself out there um, with regards to, you know, advertising myself, my services, coaching, mm-hmm. etc. And at that point, I had kind of decided that I didn't want to be a horse trainer per se, as in, you know, I have my own training barn and yeah, work yeah. out there and horses come in for training. I wanted, I'd realized by then that I wanted to be going out and coaching people and their horses um, and and doing it that way. Um, And I'd also, at this point, just kind of started touching on the mindset side of things and just started getting interested in that in Mm -hmm. um, uh, 2021. Um, And that's where I started putting together... um, the online program that's kind of where i created the first draft of the uh, online program that i do which is like a mix of horsemanship and mindset mm-hmm. um yeah so i spent a bit of time doing that like tentatively putting myself out there doing it kind of part-time um felt a bit kind of there was still lots going on with covid there was lockdowns on and off and so it was kind of, you know, start and stop yeah. um, with getting out there and teaching and things. Um, so I had a part-time job as well. But I was still feeling like um, I wasn't quite sure that 
Nottinghamshire in the UK was where I wanted to be. And I couldn't put my finger on where exactly it was that I wanted to go or how I was going to get there. I was just feeling a bit lost. Then I ended up um, applying for a job, which was a very random thing to do. Um, But looking back now, I understand why I did it. Um, So the reason why I think was because putting yourself out there and building a business on your own is difficult. Yes. And I think part... Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. And um, I think part of me kind of was like, oh, this is quite difficult. Oh, I don't know. Should I should I be sticking with it? And there's that side. But then also there's part of me that was really missing feeling part of something. Um, And I think that's yeah. And I think that's another thing that comes with, you know, when you're putting yourself out there on your own, you are your thing. Mm -hmm. And I've always been you know, working for other people and it's the other person's thing and I'm like part of this. I've been lucky in that I've worked for some amazing people that have made me feel part of their brand or part of their family. And I think I was missing that a little bit as well. And um, this this job that I saw, you'll see why I keep laughing about this. (laughs) This job that I saw, I thought, oh yeah, that could be, that could be something. And that might meet those needs that I'm feeling at the minute. Um, And there was also a part of me as well that was a little, um, was feeling probably not very confident in myself that I was ready to, Mm -hmm. to be, you know, doing this thing on my own. Anyway, so um, applied for this job, got it. Um, moved to this place near London um, and inst- within about 24 hours realized that I'd made a terrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> All the <laughs> contemplation ahead of time, right? Yep. <laughs> and it um, takes just so- a moment of having it be yours and you're like, no, nah, this is oh, not me. Yeah, it was a mistake. It w- Well, it wasn't, it wasn't a mistake. So it's a learning I opportunity. My- it was a big big yes um so move myself my horse the dog to this place um i won't go too much into detail mm-hmm. about where it was or who it was for or anything it was a terrible experience i learned very quickly these people weren't aligned with me in any way um yeah they weren't yeah it was it was pretty bad um and so fairly quickly you know i said look this isn't going to work for me and uh, tried to, to sort it all out amicably. It didn't end up going that way. It was a bit of a mess. Um, got out of there as fast as I could. And the experience on my way out of it was incredibly unpleasant. But it was an experience that was uh, very big in growth for for me mm-hmm. because it was one of those times where... Um, I was really kind of, I could have chosen what happened, which basically was on my last day as I was leaving, um, the people that I was working for uh, cornered me and shouted lots of unpleasant things at me. And I've never had an experience like it in my life ever. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was one of those experiences that in the end, I turned around and used it as fire to kind of, you know, project me in the direction that I wanted to go rather than letting it break me which Mm -hmm. it could have done and I feel lucky to have been there and done that 
as this kind of older version of me and not if this had been like 10 years ago it would have broken me there's no yeah. doubt about that i yeah. would have been shattered but very luckily i had good friends family like coaches and guidance around me that helped me through it and as a result i came through it a lot stronger i realize now that i needed that experience to show me that yeah. i no longer have to like prove myself to anyone i no longer have to prove my worth to anyone i no longer um i am good enough to be doing what i'm doing i do know enough yeah. Quote, quote, yeah. you know um and i is i'm not meant to work for anyone in, anymore <laughs> that that side of things is done now and i need to be putting all that work into what i do mm -hmm. um yeah so it was yes yeah, so that was a big like yes whew, um big experience for me um and it turned into a positive one in the end so i thank them for that day um because yeah it's incredible to hear how mindset plays such a role and as you're describing your story and kind of the evolution over the last few years that was mm. something that piqued my interest as you tell your story what for you was kind of that shift in experience or that experience that caused shift and understanding the value of mindset because we'll get into this a little bit later in the show obviously a lot of yeah. what i do is with the warrior community you are now doing more mm. over there in england with them mm. life gets hard and life gets really really yeah. hard but the way we look yeah. at some of those circumstances has profound impact in the trajectory in which we come out of those circumstances. So for you, where was that shift in your approach, in your lifestyle, in your evolution that mm. said, you know what, mindset is really where I need to hang my hat and start to focus my efforts? Yeah, um, yeah, I think it kind of, uh, the seed of it started um, when, in 2020, when I was helping people with their horses and I realized how much more I could be helping people um in just helping them to relax so that they're in a place where they could learn because I think sometimes you see uh, people that might be nervous or stressed out or like frustrated because they can't get something say when they're when you're teaching them with their horses mm -hmm. and getting them to a place where they can understand if they can just relax for a moment just slow down and change their focus a little it's so much easier to to learn and, and to be there for your horse. So that's kind of where it started um, in me realizing that, but also realizing like how much of an interest I had in that that mm -hmm. was growing, mm -hmm. um, and how how much more I could like how much more could I be helping people in that department? Um, and then um, lots of different things started happening that were pushing me in that direction. So. The experience that I had at um, the not very nice place, um, <laughs> um, that really made me realise um, just how far I'd come in in my mindset, um, and it pushed me to learning even more about myself and why it was that I had felt the need to prove myself to people all the time or prove mm -hmm. my worth to people. Mm -hmm. um, I, yeah, I think it was a lot of like self um, discovery and yeah. inquiry yeah. Um, with regards to that. And the more I learned 
the more I realized I, the more I helped myself, the more I realized I could help others. And the more working with other people and their horses, I realized how much we have to be an anchor for our horses. Mm-hmm. And our horsemanship, I said it's a lot, uh, your horsemanship starts with you. Yeah. Um, because it really does. And if you can be that calm anchor for your horse, then you're golden when you're you know, trying to teach them new things and learn new things. So it really does go hand in hand. I think it's a great segue into your mindset and how the evolution of, of your perspectives in entrepreneurship took place in looking inside. I mean, I, I tell people all the time, self-mastery is a very, very difficult thing to do, but probably one of the most rewarding investments that you'll have in your life. And what I have found with those in the service community is that you become ingrained to serve. And we talked about this a little bit off air is that Mm. you become ingrained to serve, right? So you're pouring into other entities or other investments or other departments or other units, depending on what your job is. Well, Mm. you, you pursue this so fervently that you sacrifice yourself. And you don't understand how, or maybe you don't see how the degradation of your quality of life or your mental health starts to take place. And Mm. you have this profound, quote unquote, eye-opening experience because you kind of titrated your way into this decline. So in a lot of the the light bulb moments that I have in working with clients is just that, that. And I use a parallel, when the plane's crashing, and they pop the masks from the ceiling. Mm. They tell you to put your mask on first before you can help anybody yes. else. And that's yeah. when the when the analogy comes to life and they see that, hey, if I don't pour into me, you have to be yeah. selfishly selfless. And that's a very mm. difficult balance to find. But if you don't work on you and you don't invest in you, yeah. good luck pouring into the relationships around you, whether they be human or horsemanship. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And I, I find myself saying the same to clients as well. And and I often get like a lot of um, like mums mm-hmm. um, that, you know, they because they're so self-sacrificing for their kids, you know, and they're running on empty and then they're trying to have a relationship with their horses as well. Yeah. And, and they, yeah, they're running on empty. And, and I have to say to them, look, just remember, you, I either say, you know, do the oxygen mask um analogy or you know you need to you need to fill your cup so that you can pour from a place of overflow instead mm-hmm. of you know trying to find drops on empty. <laughs> but it, yeah yeah exactly but it can be um i think it's one of those things that yes there is that light bulb moment and once you see it you can't unsee it can mm-hmm. you any mm-hmm. with any of this kind of uh mindset stuff sometimes it's, it's like waking up isn't it and it seeing is. the world's for the first time really um and it's also something that you wish you knew before but then you know i think everything happens for a reason and at the right time doesn't it as well so it's i completely agree completely agree and i you know i grew up an athlete and sports was a huge huge part of my life and physical training Mm. and diet and all that stuff was it literally was a job for a, a good portion of my early adulthood and yeah. that very quickly went by the wayside when I got into the emergency services business. And mm. now I I see physical fitness more for the mental health component than I do for the yeah. actual physical benefits, if any of that makes sense. Yes, no, definitely. Yeah, definitely when I get away does. from eating correct, when I get away from training regularly, 
other parts of my life start to fall apart in the sense of, you know, frustration, sleep mm. starts to decline. I just kind of become a little bit more caustic to be around. So I have to have that constant pursuit of, for me, physical fitness, but it, it has a profound effect in how I go about working with horses and how I go about engaging those relationships in my life. But there was a yeah. time when I thought, you know, I just, I don't have, I don't have an hour for myself. I cannot, that's mm. selfish to do that. I can't do that. Yeah. I have all these other commitments I have to do. When in fact, if I just step back for one hour, pour into myself for a little bit, I can get way more out of the 23 other hours in the day than if I would have, yeah. would have passed on that hour of time to, to reinvest. Yeah, definitely. And it, I think as well, it's, it's like anything, isn't it? It's like, um, like nervous system regulation mm -hmm. and, and other things those things are so simple yes. and easy to to implement although i know like sometimes you know like discipline with going to the gym can be a little more difficult for some people but <laughs> because that's why i because, run i have my feet and my shoes and i go <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um but i think sometimes because these things seem so simple people just overlook them because they yeah. think surely yeah. that's not it surely it has to be some magical and like newfangled thing that that's going to help you to feel good or feel better or be able to perform to your best or be there like you'd for someone like you'd like to be um, but actually yeah it is really those little things like just stopping and taking a breath or just giving yourself time to think or or like having a dance around to your favorite song or something yeah. like those things really can make such a difference to your day. It's yeah. just insane. Yeah. I tell people that the secret is there is no secret. Yeah. That's what the secret is. There is no secret. Like the information yeah. out there, you build positive habits and give your body some time to adjust to it. And you'll see that profound effect will take place in a positive direction as far as restoring that nervous system. And, it's a huge component for the warrior community because we're mm. in that fight or flight phase. We're having yeah. to make that decision so frequently that that fight portion of our autonomic nervous system becomes so dominant that rest mm. and recovery, I don't want to say is non-existent because it's there on some level, but it's definitely not effective. Yeah. And I, I think like, like the knowledge of that as well and knowing what's going on in your in your nervous system and why you might feel the way you feel like that's life-changing as well just understanding all of that because I remember like so I'm I'm a pretty non-confrontational person mm -hmm. and um I would always get frustrated with myself because if I was ever in a situation I don't know say like back at school or um if I saw someone having um, an argument or even if I go back to that experience that I had um with those people mm -hmm. I I would get annoyed with myself because I'd think, God, why couldn't I say what I wanted to say yeah. in that moment? Why couldn't I, you know, say this or do that or blah -de blah stand up for myself? It's because I was in freeze. Yes. Like, I had just frozen and that's like normal and fine and it doesn't mm -hmm. make me, you know, it doesn't make me a wimp, it doesn't make me a whatever, which is what I'd labeled myself as before yeah. because I'd didn't understand what was going on in my body yeah you lack the knowledge mm -hmm. yeah and and that that was a real game changer just understanding that and then i mean look i haven't been in a situation where <laughs> where where i've needed to worry about that since but maybe now i'll know right okay well this is happening to me right now yeah. so yeah maybe if, maybe if i try and take it to two breaths maybe then i'll be able to come up with a really good comeback <laughs> <laughs> 
So the moral of the story is if you really want to get good at confrontation, you have to balance and strengthen your autonomic nervous system and take that into the fight. Yes. So that you can, yeah, absolutely smash it. Yes. So you can be quick and witty and spit from fire, right? Yeah. Good stuff. So let's talk about your entrepreneurial experience in Idlewild Horsemanship and what you do have to offer. Yeah. So, um, Okay, so my experience as a as an entrepreneur, um, which is funny for me to call myself that, but I guess that's what I am. Um, so that's been that has been very very kind of profound. I don't think I realise how difficult it is putting yourself out there mm-hmm. and all of the things that come with that. And that um, again, like, was a big kind of um, opportunity for me to look at myself, <laughs> to yeah. really look at myself and shone a light on all the like deep dark corners of me that might not you know believe in myself or be or I think the biggest one was worrying about what other people would think of me mm-hmm. um etc etc so I really had to do a lot of work on myself in that department and again that that then kind of pushed me in the direction of learning so much more about all of that and then being able to help others with it too mm-hmm. um so so yeah there was that and then also it's just so funny <laughs> like going out and teaching clinics and things and having like a little bit of imposter syndrome as well and like oh, a little you know, bit I turn up to teach <laughs> yeah. I have piles of it <laughs> it's so funny like do you know it even happened this year where I went to teach a clinic yeah and I turned up and I, I just had this moment of oh my god like these people have paid for me to teach them these people have brought their horses from home to here to have a lesson with me yeah (laughs) it's it's so weird (laughs) but yeah also amazing and and i'm always you know so thankful that Mm -hmm. people do that (laughs) and also thankful when it goes well and and i yes um so that's yeah that's amazing and that's been a funny funny old experience for me and yeah so building a business is tough i'm lucky in that well basically i i took a loan out to pay for a couple of business courses Mm -hmm. and to get you know get certified in everything i needed to be certified in like i'm a qualified hypnotherapist and clinical hypnotherapist and mind coach now and a practitioner in nlp and eft and you know, just investing in myself in that manner so that, you know, I had everything behind me so that I could truly and officially help people. Um, so that was, you know, scary doing that. And it, it's tough putting yourself out there. And there are times, you know, especially when you're building it, where things are going really well and you think, oh, my God, yeah, I've made it. This is happening. Off we go. And then they'll drop off again. And then, and then you think, oh, am I doing the right thing? oh, is this going to be worth it? Oh, no, am I going to be penniless and homeless? What's going to happen? And then it picks up again. Mm-hmm. And then and then you think you've made it and it levels off and you think, great, and then it drops off again. So that is hard. Like at the minute, you know, the this year has been much better, but previous years, just keeping going. Yeah. And just trusting that this is the only thing that feels right and good and like my path. And if I deviate from that, I will not be being true to myself and what I feel like I'm truly being called 
to do, which is this. Which what is, a great lesson in you, faith. It really is. And yeah, let me tell you, it's wavered a few times. Oh, I think and naturally it will. Yeah, it's, I didn't realize how difficult it would be. Yeah. <laughs> but I just have to keep leaning into that love of it and into those moments where people and their horses have those light bulb moments where suddenly they, you know, they, they get it. That thing that they've been trying to train their horse to do for ages, they've got it. Or mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm. there's been so many amazing ones with regards to like mindset and with the hypnotherapy work where there's been people who have wanted to give up horses altogether and that's turned around for them and suddenly they're excited to go and spend time with their horses or they're planning these events which they never would have thought that they would have done before you know our work together and those moments just uh, everything we um, are an incredible entity we being the human being and how yeah. much our mind plays a role in our resilience our perseverance our success our failures and mm -hmm. i think that was my biggest draw uh, naturally i could be described as a little hard-headed uh, mm -hmm. there's not a lot of give up in me anywhere and yeah. then i started to get into endurance sports and it's just you <laughs> in the middle of nowhere for hours yeah. and hours and on end and so you get a chance to do a lot of thinking and yeah. not to get into it, but I mean, science supports that complex problem solving improves with physical fitness mm -hmm. and especially endurance fitness and things of that sort. But yeah, I would always find it interesting when I'd get to a point in training and I was just kind of over it. Either the training became mundane or I was out mm -hmm. on a hard run and I just wanted to stop. And those thoughts start to creep into your mind like, ah, you are kind of getting tired. Or, oh, your legs are getting a little heavier. Oh, did I did yeah. I fuel properly for this run or this, this training session? And mm. then, I don't know, you just go to places mentally. And before you know it, you blow past benchmarks and you blow past goals. And once yeah. what was once a struggle is now a warm-up per se. It's incredible yeah. how your mind can carry you so much farther and that's what the that's where the big evolution took place for me is it mm. and you talked about your your struggles and challenges as, as an entrepreneur and yeah in in the warrior space i mean it is a matter of life and death that's just the great reality of the business yeah yeah and horrible things happen to great people i'm a firm believer mm. of it um, i've been the recipient of it but the way in which yeah. you view those circumstances i look back on my career and there's plenty of times where i played victim i chose to be a victim why did this yeah. have to happen to me i'm a good person yeah. i didn't ask for this this fell upon me and it wasn't yeah. until i started to get my mindset straight that you know what those were experiences that i can now look back on and be a thousand percent completely grateful for because mm. there was a lesson there and maybe that lesson was yeah. for me maybe that lesson was for me to carry on to somebody else but yeah. we have to be stewards of our peaks and our valleys because mm. sharing what sharing my successes is not to boast or brag and say hey i figured it out sharing mm. my successes and, and my breakthroughs is so the next person coming up behind me has a better launching pad to start from and yeah. it's profound what the mind, how far the body can go when the mind is squared away, the, the body just inevitably follows. Yeah, yeah. 
it's it's amazing and it's amazing stuff and and that that mindset of you know have things happening for you and not to you yeah. is such a such a powerful shift because it allows you then to yeah like horrible things happen sometimes but if you can if you can glean something from it that helps you grow in some way that means you can help yourself or you can help others yeah then that's that makes it as horrible as it was it allows you to to grow from it and it makes i don't want to say it makes it worthwhile but it it yeah it just allows you to grow from it and not let it consume you because if we're not careful these things do oh yeah um very much so yeah and you we see it happen and it's um yeah but it just shows you the power of the mind as well doesn't it just just changing that perspective slightly or changing that lens can just change your whole whole life and and others the trajectory of yeah your life and and generations to come yeah yeah it's 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 incredible yeah absolutely incredible and it's the same as like you know have that uh I'm really big, big on now, like with clients, you know, helping them get into some kind of gratitude practice because, and and that is something that like previously I would have, you know, I would have been like, oh, gratitude practice. <laughs> and, and actually it's like one of the most profound things you can do because yeah. it totally changes the way you look at things and the way you look at your day. Like yeah. if you... If you start your day and you know you drop a you make your toast and you drop your toast on the floor face down with the butter on the floor and then you think all oh, right that's it I'm going to have a terrible day today all you're going to do then is look for things to prove to yourself for your subconscious prove to itself that yeah you're going to have a bad day so yeah, all the tiny little things yeah exactly so you find all the little things that are making you have this bad day whereas if you can change that to you know, oh, well, that happened, but the sun's out today. Yeah. Oh, how nice the sun's out. And then you start looking for the good in your day, then you'll have a good day. Yeah. Or just get over it and um, put another piece of toast in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want that piece anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, and that, you know, that, that, um, if you, so like say with a client, for instance, I'll say, look, just, just try this for a week. So, Every day this week, just write three to five things down, either first thing in the morning from the previous day or last thing at night from from that day that you are thankful for or that brought you some kind of joy. And it could be a big thing. It could be a little thing. It could be to do with your horse. It might just be normal, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, within a week, suddenly they're like, oh, yeah, I had a great session with my horse and this, this and this happened. Rather than focusing on the little things that didn't quite go their yeah. way. Yeah. You know they're they're lifted up by it. Um, yeah, that's another just just changing the lens slightly and looking at the world differently instead of through those. You know everything happens to me and I'm unlucky and yeah. blah blah blah. And it's just interesting to think about like neuroplasticity generally speaking. Mm. I mean, it's such a simple concept. I mean, we work out muscles right because we want muscles to grow and develop. And we want to yes. change the way our body performs and we want to change the way our body looks and we want to change the level of health that we have. Yeah. Uh, but we don't think about the mind in the same manner as commonly mm. yet. It's yeah. almost the, it, it's almost the same exact philosophy. I mean, we can rewire yeah. a lot of those neural pathways 
Yes. To condition a positive response, to see opportunity, to take the learning lesson from it rather than choosing victim over victor. So that's the biggest thing for me too in a lot of my approach. And and this was my journey is that I just needed to start building positive behaviors. Yeah. Whether it be gratitude or attitude or or relationships, any of it, just start to build positive behavioral patterns and it's incredible how far you can come as far as resilience. Yeah. And and that's another like game changing thing is learning that actually, yes, your brain can be I can fix this. Yeah, exactly. Like you are capable of changing your brain. I think again, like we go along thinking that the way we are is the way we are and it will always be that way. Mm -hmm. And oh, that's just that's just who I am and that's just my personality. And it actually isn't. Yeah. And it actually can be changed. You have to want it and you Mm -hmm. have to Work. work for it and be consistent, but that change is possible. Heck yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's incredible, and it. The f- I think the funny thing about it is because you know if you go to the gym and you work out, you will see in front of you, you know that you are yes. getting all buff, um, yes. or you you know you'll start to feel physically stronger. Um, the difficult thing with the with the mind is that you can't see these results. It's mm-hmm. not it's isn't it's not quite as tangible, is it? So I think sometimes, um, like so, with the clients of mine where I've done uh, you know NLP or, or mindset or hypnotherapy or whatever, you know, because you, it, I don't think people n- can quite understand how how it's happened or how it's going to feel because you can't see it in front of you. Yeah, it's a lot more subtle and gradual too. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's like some kind of like magic. Mm-hmm. And it's not until, you know, like maybe a couple of days later, um, they'll contact me and say, oh, so so this happened and I felt fine. And I was like, imagine to feel, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, well, I did tell you. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I, di- I didn't feel anxious or I could breathe properly or it's, it's yeah. amazing. And yeah, it's it's funny. It's funny how it how it works, but also just incredible. And I just love it. Could, I could geek out on it all day. Heck now. yeah. Let's get into some of your consulting work. I know you consult with Horseback UK. Uh, let's mm. talk about kind of how that opportunity came to be and and some of the evolution of that process. Yeah, it's it's quite funny how it happened, really. So Horseback UK are um, a charity um, within the UK, funnily enough, um, <laughs> that <laughs> they work with uh, military veterans, they work with disengaged kids, they work with their local community as well, and then also with the NHS, so the National Health Service. Um, they work to improve mental health and well-being using the power of horsemanship. Um, they've been going quite a while now, and I've always known of them in the in the UK and kind of admired what they do. Um, and it's funny because when I was in, um, I can't remember which time it was, but one of the times I was in the US um, working for Dan, I met... Um, Katie Ketterhagen um, and I remember talking to her about what she was doing she was doing some work with um, Mustangs and veterans I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly what it was but I remember her telling me about that and me just I don't know it just struck a chord somewhere and I was just just thought how amazing is that to be able to work with horses but then also give back in that way yeah. 
and and it was just one of those funny moments in in life where it just really struck a chord and I just really remember that moment and what I felt as she was talking about it um and then you know I kind of got swept up in everything else and got busy and kind of forgot about it mm-hmm. um and then when I when I got back to the UK um I, I kind of like looked them up and then left it and then looked them up again and then left it and then and then uh in spring of 2020 oh, I don't know what year it was a couple of years ago um I got a call I got a couple of calls actually from Emma Hutchinson who is like the boss lady of horseback uk and i kept missing the calls and then finally got back to her and she said look um i was wondering if you wanted to be involved with us and do some work with us because we're looking to expand and to be able to reach more people around the uk because they are based up in aberdeenshire which is like the very very north tip pretty much of scotland mm-hmm. um you, you can't really get any further away um and um they wanted to be able to reach more people and help more more veterans and kids around the uk um so did i want to be part of their southern team and i couldn't believe she'd contacted me because i so you know looked them up the a right few phone number, times right? <laughs> yeah it was really weird you know i'd never spoken to her before i was like you because she basically headhunted me which was bizarre um and um so yeah i said well yeah okay um and she said right okay so um on this date come up to scotland stay with us for a week um i want you to meet the other guys that are going to be on your team and um we kind of spent a week getting to know each other and then we went up and helped deliver one of the courses that they do to to the veterans um so on that trip up to Scotland, I was just kind of doing this thing where I say yes to things and worry about them later. And I was driving up to Scotland. It was a very long drive. And I was thinking, like, I don't know. I'm staying in a house with these, how many veterans was it? Three veterans, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was kind, kind of terrified about that because I'm not, <laughs> I've not really been involved in the, um, the military much at all. It's not my background. Like, I have my grandpa was in the... Uh, merchant navy so as my uncle you know i'd seen photos of them on ships and things but that's as much as you know they ever talked about it or i knew about it and um, so it was a whole new experience for me um but the place up there is i cannot tell you how beautiful it is it's in the highlands it's just beautiful and has this amazing peace about it it's just wonderful um and yeah so I stayed in a house with these three guys who are all just so lovely um so that was great so we all got on well which was good because we're on a team together yeah um and yeah we got to know each other got to know what we would be doing um with the veterans um and then kind of went away came back to help deliver a course um a couple of the guys that are on my team had already been through the courses anyway as you know as vets um and for me i, I was terrified because I kept thinking, like, okay, so I'm here as the horsemanship person, um, but I don't know anything about, you know, the military and what's happened to these people. And um, so, yeah, I was a bit scared about that. I was thinking, oh, God, are they going to think, you know, what are you doing here? <laughs> How are you going to help us? Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, like, I was completely taken aback by how kind of 
well, I just felt really welcome and, and it was great and everyone was, was lovely. But um, for me, I had no idea of what um, uh, the, the life-changing things that veterans see and hear and experience and the struggles um, that they can have going from military life and then trying to rehabilitate and reintegrate mm-hmm back into society yeah. i had no idea about it's a whole it was a whole new world for me and it yeah opened my eyes big time it's a whole and new also, world for them too yeah exactly yeah um so that was an incredible and profound experience for me but i'll tell you what else was incredible and profound was seeing the change um you know from so they were there for a week at, um at the place up in Scotland and you know they go through like different different kind of give them different tools like mindset tools well-being tools but then also you know you have these horses here to facilitate just incredible change and peace and grounding um for people and watching the change in some of the vets from day one to day five just like it actually quite literally did bring me to tears on the on the the friday you know people talking that didn't talk on day one or people even making eye contact that didn't make eye contact really? on day, and it was yeah very very powerful um and yeah it's just um an honor for me to be be involved with them and yeah, I'm I'm excited for the future with these guys yeah. and, and helping them out where I can. Um, so yeah, so we do that, and then I'm due next year in January to um, help with um, the running some courses um, in Gloucestershire with disengaged kids, uh, which is completely different energy to yes, <laughs> yes. So where you're trying to like get the the vets to you know just engage and um kind of come out of their shells again and, and things like that but the kids it's more <laughs> trying to get them to focus just a moment of focus <laughs> yeah <laughs> so totally different energy um but i'm here for it i'm here for all of it so um yeah yeah i feel very very uh privileged and honored to be able to help in whatever way I can um, with horseback. And we have a few like exciting projects coming up and just to try and spread the word and um, help as many people as possible that need it. Yeah, this would, this would be my word of encouragement to you in my experience yeah. in the warrior community and yeah. having a little bit of experience in the horsemanship side of things like you yeah. talked you talked about first being involved with Horseback UK and the veterans program and mm. how how you wondered well what am i going to bring to the table right i have no experience with the military mm. i don't come from a military family i don't know it firsthand well i'll tell you this yeah i truly believe that that warriors are directed down the paths that they're directed because they are created differently they are created yeah. to take on the onslaught and the evil of the world. That's just mm. who they are, who they're ingrained to be. Now, carrying out that mission and retaining that for the rest of your life is very, very difficult to deal with. And, and I could tell you early on in my career, in my personal relationships, I had lost a lot of friends. 
And professionally, mm-hmm. you just see guys go down left and right. And it seemed every day mm-hmm. you get to work, there's just a pile of emails about, you know, this officer was killed in the line of duty and this officer was killed in the line of duty. And it just becomes, it got to the point for me where I didn't want to get close to anybody because I was so afraid yeah. they were just going to die. It's, it's just going to be another broken heart. So if I don't, mm. if I don't get close to them and I don't involve, and I don't have any kind of engagement with them, coworkers, yeah. right. That, that if, if they were to go and their number got punched, uh, it'd just be easier for me to deal with. That was my mindset, whether it was true or not, that was my mindset. Mm. But then I also think about there are aspects of my career and my wife are very open in, in what I did for the most part, but there are aspects of my career that my wife will never know about because that was the ugly that I had to see and I had to deal with. Yeah, I was put here on yeah. earth to be that barrier between good and evil, right? So mm. she doesn't need to see that side of the world. My kids don't need to know that side of the world. My civilian mm. family doesn't need to know that side of the world. Yeah. That was my job and my work for the taking. Well, the problem now becomes, well, you have to offload that experience somehow. Yeah. But how do you do it to somebody that can relate and somebody that could, quite frankly, stomach it? Mm. You coming in with your horsemanship experience and building relationship between horse and human Mm. allows a lot of these warriors to start those incipient experiences of getting rid of just, it might be a trickle of stress or pressure or experience, but yeah. you're you're opening a door and an avenue that for a lot of the warrior community doesn't even know exists, doesn't even know exists. And it's no wonder why alcoholism and divorce and the various forms of drug yeah. addiction and abuse, both physically yeah. and mentally, are so prevalent in a life post-service is because the pressure cooker has been boiling and there's no way to bleed the valve. There's no safe way that they can feel to bleed the valve because the misnomer is that when you go to the psych, well, guess what? They're going to take your gun or they're going to take your orders, right? And now you don't have any income to provide for the family that that you've been entrusted with. So Mm. even though you carry, quote unquote, no military experience, you have a huge role and a huge responsibility to that organization to start developing yeah. the skill set in those warriors. And yeah. I, I am grateful for it because I believe there's so much work out there to be done that I, I sure as heck can't get to it all. So I'm, I'm proud to hear yeah. that other people are taking on that responsibility and, and yeah. carrying out the mission. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing all of that. That's yeah. It's yeah. It, it's, um, it's quite the, um, role to play and the thing to be involved in and yeah like you said i'm just so grateful to be able to do it and um yeah it just brings another meaning to to working with horses and having that relationship with horses and to be able to facilitate giving back to people Mm -hmm. is just incredible and i'll tell you what else i like just on a on a lighter note as well with with that work is watching people that haven't ever been around horses (laughs) horses <laughs> and and that magic that we i think when you're around horses forever you kind of forget about yeah you know like when you're a kid and you oh, yeah. first start meeting horses and there's that moment of oh my like i'm stood next to a horse and i'm touching a horse and it's this <laughs> big creature that could like do anything and they just stood here and and that as well for me was just like magic for me actually just seeing you know faces light up and 
that interaction, especially the first few interactions between the humans and the the horses, especially like these big burly men. Oh, I can know, I can wholeheartedly relate. I was in a, a program this summer helping out teaching horsemanship to a group of veterans through an organization here in Texas. And day one was just grooming the horses, right? Where to stand yeah. next to a horse, what end the feed goes in, what end the feed goes yeah. out, right? Just very simple yeah. elementary stuff that we take for granted as quote unquote yeah. common or regular horsemen. And just the marvelous breakthroughs that these people had just by grooming a horse, brushing a horse yeah. and picking feet clean. And like you said, just standing in such close proxemics to such a huge, powerful animal. There were these incredible breakthroughs on day one. And I'm thinking, like, mm. we haven't even started any. Like, we haven't gotten into any of the fun stuff. But Yeah, uh, yeah, we're just hanging out. It was one of those things, though. You take the, the slow moments for granted where sometimes just sitting and watching a horse graze in a pasture is enough. It doesn't have to be yeah. running and jumping and sliding and stopping and liberty work and all the fancy stuff that we pursue. Yeah, exactly. And I think, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just so... So amazing, amazing to see that. And I think, yeah, like you say, as, as regular kind of horse people, that we always kind of have a job to do, don't we? Or mm -hmm. things we need to get done and tick off the list. And we, we often forget that, that, you know, the magic in the in the slower moments. Yeah. And actually, I think like this time of year here in the UK is pretty miserable. And actually, like today, this morning even, um, with Snooks, um, my horse, I just have to... I tend to slow down a bit in the winter because it's so miserable. And mm -hmm. today I just got him in and just groomed him and just checked him over and yeah. stood with him for a little bit. And just, yeah, just it was nice to just hang out and take the pressure off a bit and not think, all oh, right, today yeah. we need to work on this, this, and this. And yeah, yeah awesome. finding that magic in the little moments. Well, let's talk about your podcast. Here you are, obviously yeah. a guest of Day Six Ranch podcast, but you're a host as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is incredible and insane because, you know, if, if you'd have told me back in 2019 that I would have my own podcast, I would not have believed you. Um, <laughs> I've lived second, that experience. <laughs> yeah, like just no way. Um, yeah, it's funny, really. So how long I've been doing it just over a year now. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of mm -hmm. it's something that I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not doing that. That's going to be far too much of a faff. And who do I think I am to have a podcast? Yeah. Um, oh, you know, all the, <laughs> the usual stuff. Um, and then one day I just thought, you know what, I'm going to do it and we'll just see what happens. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because if, even now, if I listen to my the first like little episode that I did, I, I cringe even now and think, oh. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I was like, um, uh, uh, um, <laughs> only now. But yeah, it, it's it's been a lot of fun and it's easier than I thought it was going to be to do because I'm not a technological whiz by any stretch. Mm -hmm. um, but I found it quite cathartic and there's a lot of episodes where... So I talk a lot about um, mindset um, and then you know horsemanship as well, obviously. Um, so a lot of it will just be me sharing, you know, mindset tips, horsemanship tips. I've recently just started sprinkling in some interviews as well, just to oh, try good. and mix things. Yeah, yeah, just to just to add a little bit more depth to mm -hmm. it, really, mm -hmm. and just some, um, yeah. So I'm again, it's like with a focus on mindset and well being and and horsemanship because that's kind of my brand really yes. um so yeah it's in keeping with that and it's just also another 
offering for people that might not want to might not want to spend their money with me but they do want to listen to this for free yes. so it's another yes. you know um yeah and it's it's still going and i try and do an episode a week and yeah i've i've actually really enjoyed doing it so far so i'll keep doing it until i don't and then <laughs> sounds like a plan yeah hopefully people will keep listening and yeah i certainly have i mainly just talk to myself you know it's just like recording a voice note or just chat away yeah sometimes that's difficult what... yeah yeah and and that's that's another thing that kind of you know the interviews have helped with is just to add a bit more variety and so that yeah i don't have to just keep talking to myself mm -hmm, <laughs> and mm -hmm. try trying to sound articulate and uh... <laughs> <laughs> but using oh, I big love words it. i love it <laughs> uh, yeah anyway so it's going well thank you um but and it's nice uh to come on someone else's podcast and yeah not have to lead <laughs> no it's great it's great having you back you know we covered so much of your literal worldly experience um, <laughs> training and working horses and having a hard time getting into countries and having a hard time getting out of countries and Yep. Um, yes. You seem to have quite impeccable timing when it comes to travel. Um, insert mm. exorbitant amounts of sarcasm. <laughs> but it's it, it's great yeah. to see you uh, take that worldly experience. And like you talked about, you build a system that has worked for you and you've taken your lessons yeah. from it. And now you're packaging it and sharing it with the world because you do, yeah. you do have such a unique experience in training and so many literally so many different continents and mm. different disciplines and types of horses and different mentors and uh yeah. you're grabbing from a vast vast knowledge pool and to concentrate that and build that out in your package is pretty darn valuable yeah thank you yeah and um yeah hopefully i'm, I'm really hoping next year i might be able to get on a plane again and get um across the ocean in, in one direction or another and just you know top up that that knowledge where i can and yeah come out for a, a us few tour more adventures yeah well it's, it's been five years you know since uh, yeah. that terrible day um so, <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah i'm really hoping that i'll be allowed back in i'm yeah, I Me should too. look into that. Me too. Because um, <laughs> yeah, so it's about time I got I got back, and yeah, I've got plenty of people I need to visit, and yeah, plenty of uh, yeah, tuning up fun. to do. It'd yeah. be fun. Well, Kim, it's been so exciting to kind of see the evolution and and what's gone on in the last couple of years, and you provide the horse world so much, and it's great that you're now getting that brand out. But I would like you to spend some time in sharing how people can get more involved in your brand see some of what you have to offer get connected with you book clinics things of that sort oh thank you um yeah so uh there i'll i'll send you the links to my website and everything um so people can look me up there but the the podcast is on spotify and it's the enlightened equestrian podcast uh, we're up to 50 episodes now so Dang. that's probably yeah getting there Heck yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um that's lots of catching up you've got to do jason yes okay i got some travel coming up <laughs> um so yeah so that that's one way uh you can uh get in my world um 
I am on Facebook and Instagram. I dabble occasionally in TikTok, but I'm not consistent on that yet. Um, so yeah, my Instagram and Facebook is Idle Wild Horsemanship. Um, please see the show notes for the spelling. Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm on there, and then yeah, so um, kind of working with me wise at the minute, I offer worldwide. Um, so there's different mindset packages that people can sign up to where you work with me one-to-one, um, which kind of that looks at, it might be something in the normal world Mm -hmm. um, that you want to look at mindset wise, um, or with horses. Um, so that includes like hypnotherapy, neuro-linguistic programming and all kinds of other wonderful and life-changing things. Um, so there's that. Um, I also do online horsemanship consultations, which again is online and available worldwide. Um, in the UK, well, actually, I guess worldwide also, I could do the clinics as well. If anyone wants to fly me over to your country, I will do it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, sure. um, yeah. We'll put that out there. Um, yeah, so I am out and about teaching around the UK and wherever anyone else wants me. Um, so, you know, I teach horsemanship, Western riding, uh, liberty, trick training, confidence building, different things. Um, so I do all of that and that um, I am taking bookings for next year. Um, and then the other way that you can work with me, and this is like one of my big big things at the minute is um the enlightened equestrian program so that is a 12 week program where you can work with me you work alongside like an online curriculum as well that teaches you everything you need to know about your own mindset your horse's mindset and their behavior um and also gives you um the basic skills you need to refine your groundwork your rhythm work and even there's a bit of long reigning in there now just to help you reconnect to yourself, reconnect to your horse and build confidence along the way. And that is also includes like weekly calls and all kinds of wonderful things. Um, so, yeah, that's like the big way you can work with me if you really want to elicit some change in yourself and your horse. It's quite encompassing yeah yeah it is it's um i love i love the program because it's a great opportunity to really get to know people as well over that period of time again the changes there in in people are just profound and i just love it well it's been another great episode and we thank you very much for coming back and sharing with us here on day six ranch podcast and again so much ground covered in the last few years for you and it's just exciting to see you take off and the future is bright well, yeah, thank you. I, I hope so. And and thank you so much for having me on again. It's um, it's always a pleasure and it's nice to catch up. And hopefully at some time next year or the year after, you know, I'll be coming over for a yes, visit. Or you I'll... better call us. I will hold yes, you to that. I, yes, I will. Don't you worry. And if you I'll don't, I don't know what the repercussion is, but... <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what i'll just be glad to get through yeah customs and just, yeah let's just get you through customs on soil outside the airport would just be amazing for a start yeah baby steps baby steps <laughs> yeah oh dear all right well thank you so much for having me all right kim you have a good one we'll see you on the next one all right take care thank you thanks for joining us on day six ranch podcast 
If you are looking to build a legacy-worthy lifestyle, we encourage you to visit day6ranch.com and stay connected through our monthly newsletter, explore our free content, and dive into our leadership and human optimization educational opportunities. As always, subscribing to our show is a huge help. But more importantly, if a message you heard today moved you, then please share the show with just one person who may benefit from the same message. We must continue to take care of our own, so stay in the fight, and we'll see you on the next one.